Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, today, I came to the table with more material than I can actually get into one radio show, so I'm just going to have to pick and choose, and I decided I'm going to go with a positive article. Now, normally when I bring articles up, I'm usually bringing them up to be the antithesis of the conversation, to debate what the author is writing and say that, hey, it doesn't make any sense at all uh, or is not seeing it correctly or whatever, and that's always fun. But today, I'm going to let you down. I Somebody sent me an article I actually totally agree with. I mean, I've never ever totally agreed with almost any article I've ever read, but this one is just so close to being um, functional that I actually agree with it. So I thought, well, if it's that functional that I have nothing to argue with, it, maybe it's worthwhile to get it out there and let people hear it and see if maybe we can move the material on. The article comes out of Success Magazine, uh, off of successmagazine.com. We'll take a hack at it because some of these are pretty interesting. Um, the first one says, learn something new every day. Can you imagine if you learned something new every single day? How much you'd know in a year from now? Instead, most people watch the same TV shows, you know, go to the same places, talk to the same people, and they don't really ever expand. They don't grow. I think it's important to learn. And I think even added to this is your willingness to listen to differing opinions. So just think what you do if you learn something new every single day. And I do. I go out there and I learn about, you know, I have to learn about all about ponds. I have to learn all about plants and all about landscaping and all about my home and all about um, real estate and all about property management, all about and just go down the list. There's all these things I have to learn about health and fitness and all kinds of medical problems that I occur. And you constantly are on Google looking up new things. What does it mean when somebody says that? Do you, when people say things to you, do you just go, yeah, or do you look them up? I find myself looking up almost everything. In fact, I don't even know what we did as a human being before Google, because almost everything somebody says to me has a verb or a word or an approach or some fact that I don't know. And to me, I've got to know. And so I think that this number one, what a beautiful thing to say. You've got to learn something new every day. It might be more than one thing every day. Number two that I also enjoy is things can and do change very quickly be ready. Boy, is that not the case? It really is the case. You could be, you know, rocking and rolling and going along and then all of a sudden, boom, something devastating happens. The rules can change. The laws can change. People around you change. Competition in business changes. Things are changing all around you. Just even your emotions change. The people around you's emotions change. And as you get up, you have to realize every morning that you can't just go through life plodding along like it's going to be the same life you had yesterday. It could be a completely different life today 
than it was yesterday. Number three, enjoy time spent with your family. I don't think anyone has to argue this one except people that don't have family. I actually grew up with almost no family at all. Uh, my parents divorced twice when I was a kid. Um, I bumped, bounced around between people. Um, by the time my family did get back together and hang out for the third time, uh, my dad was a workaholic. My mother was an alcoholic and a drug addict. And so there was really nobody there for me. I had a sister, and my sister and I didn't really get along that well after a certain age. When she was young, a baby, I took care of her because she was a little baby, and I loved her. Uh, but then when she got older, she went with my mom, who was a lunatic, and I went with my dad, so we never really spent any time together. So I really didn't have any family. In fact, I didn't even get to see my family or know my family until about a year ago I went to a family reunion. I actually paid for my entire family uh, that didn't have enough funds to get there, but paid for everybody that couldn't afford to come so they all could come to his family reunion, about 100 people. People I had never seen, people that I'd seen but I couldn't remember because I only saw them when I was a little kid. And it was bizarre. And you, when you really look back at it, you go, like, man, what do I miss by not knowing who my family is? I've always said uh, I am from my family, but I am not of my family. I don't belong to my family. And when I get back now and I have an uncle that is about... 10, let's see, 78, 60, he's, he's about 18 years older than I am. And it's amazing because he knows stuff. He knows what my family was like. He knows what I was like as a kid. Stuff that I'll never know. I'll never be able to find out. He knows. And it was really interesting to me to meet this gentleman and to spend time with him and to see the characteristics that were similar with other family members. So if you've got relations with your family, Man, hold it tight. If you don't, you might think about looking back into it. I tried a couple times to go back on my mother's side, and she just spit in my face. But at least I tried. I have no regrets because I know that I tried as hard as I could. Uh, she was too far gone. That's the problem. Number four, get a clear plan in place for your mental health. Guys, I, I almost break down on this one. When I was a young kid, my mother was a psychotic my dad was a workaholic, and my position was, I'm something between those two. And they tried to hold me to that psychological position that I'm something between those two. And it was very painful for me. It took me many years to work my way out of thinking that I was a loser, to figure out who I was psychologically and what I could accomplish with my life. Don't be too hard on yourself. Learn and move on. You know, life is a lesson. Everything you do leaves a residual. It leaves a lesson behind. And the thing that, that always I've always wondered is why do people hang on so hard to the past? People are always upset with me because they think I should be mad longer. Uh, upset longer about situations. To me, whatever it is, you know, I hate it, don't like it, it's unfair, it's irritating, whatever it is, I just get over it. it. May take me, you know, five minutes, may take me an hour, but I get over it. It may take me a day or two for the lingering parts of it, but you just got to get over it. 
If you're worrying about the past, you can't focus on the now. If you're worrying about the future, you can't worry about the now. The now is what we live in. The now is what we enjoy. It's what our life really is. We should have a plan for the future. We should have learned from our past, but we need to live in the now. Be honest. Boy, this is my pet peeve in life. If it's, you know, what level of honesty is honesty? Where does honesty, you know, really draw the line? And I think the thing is that it's, it's not necessarily just honesty, it's integrity. Would you do the same thing in public that you would do in private? That's, that's the integrity part of things. And can you hold to that? Do you change your mind? Do you, you know, there is such a thing as change, and there is learn, learning, and stuff does revolve. But still, the core principles of integrity, is it there? There's more to life than this. You know, we all get wrapped up in the day-to-day things in life, the money, the bills, the dirty diapers, the broken down car, the flat tires, the job. And yet all of that stuff, although it's so important, all that stuff, so even though it takes up all your time, is not all that. There's really something way deeper. Have you ever just taken the time to sit down and reflect deeply about what life has to offer? You know, what is it you're living for? Once I became financially secure years back and quote unquote retired because I didn't have a job anymore, didn't have a paycheck, I sat down and started thinking, what am I going to do with my life? And it was really an interesting exercise. Did a lot of reading read a book to talk about the chapters of your life. And all I can say is, you better know that this is all the life you get. And you better take care of it right now because that's all there is. Get your morning routine sorted. This is a funny one. It is... uh, I probably would say that this is a great idea. Just on the surface, this seems like a great idea. That if you're organized in the morning, your day's going to come off well. I'm terrible at that because I don't organize, and I should. When the days when I do it, if it I, I have a thought. Have you ever gone somewhere where you, you knew you were going on vacation, you knew you had to get 10 things done within the last two days before you go? It's amazing how you can get those 10 things done that have been put off for two weeks because you just sat down, wrote them all down, and organized it. I think that's the same thing. Now, for me, I have a routine because I have to do a radio show in the morning. So I have to get up in the morning, and I have to take care of my medications, and I have to take care of my health, and I have to write a radio show. And about the time I'm done eating breakfast and all that, then it's time to do a radio show. So I've got a routine. Um, But it's not the routine that I should have, which is to get up 30 minutes earlier or one hour earlier than what I do and write down everything I need to accomplish for the day. So I'm, I'm admitting I'm bad at this, but I think it's a good idea. I think the people that are really successful get a lot of stuff done because they write it down and follow it. Oh, write things down. How convenient. <laughs> I think it's true. Like I said, if you got that, you know, that, that time you've got to, 
get something done within a very short period of time, and you write them all down. It's amazing. We were, we were sitting here yesterday planning for the gigantic party we have coming up at our house. It's the give back party for all the people that have helped grow lifestyles, all the ambassadors and the people done road trips and free workshop or seminars and case studies and so forth around the country, gone out of their way, you know, to help other people at Lifestyles grow their areas and grow the company. And so it's a gigantic give back party. And um, we're writing this thing and trying to get it all prepared. And all of a sudden, she pulls out, Melissa pulls out like five pages of papers. And here is like just tons and tons of stuff. And we started going through it. I said, you know what? <laughs> we need to get out a spreadsheet and put this stuff in order. Because this is just too much stuff to get done if we don't have it organized, analyzed, and written down in a step-by-step procedure. So guess what we're doing today? We're organizing the greatest party on earth. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. What is Dell Wamsley, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, up to in today's market? I'm out there right now looking and buying everything I can get my hands on for a better deal. A better deal than what I could get it for a week before. And I'll just keep buying. I did that back in 2008. I bought a property worth $35,000 a door. I bought it for $26,000 a door. Next month or so, I bought the same age property and I bought it for like $19,000 a door. But by buying at 26 when they were getting killed from 35 down to 26, buying at 26, let the broker know I was a buyer in a downward spiraling market. And so from that point on, I bought three or four more. I can't remember exactly. I, mean, I think it was four more I bought from there. And the brokers were just bringing them to me. Go, look, you seem to be the only guy buying right now. Are you ready to take advantage of the wave of opportunity coming to those who know what they're doing? Join us for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm going over an article that uh, I found somebody sent to me. It was, And I actually agree with it. I think it's a great article. And uh, so I thought I'd share it with everybody. It's from Success Magazine on successmagazine.com. Its uh, title is 20 Life Lessons I Wish I Would Have Known 10 Years Ago. We're up to number 10 now. And number 10 says travel travel as often and as far as you can. Uh, I agree with this one. I think that um, travel is the one thing, the one experience that expands people more than anything. Uh, you know, when you get away from where you live, many, many things occur. Uh, simplest of which is, you know, just there's a lot of relaxation in getting away from your day-to-day struggle. That's a, that's a given. But when you get away and you see different things, um, you start to compose ideas from different points of view. At the simplest level, you judge. That's the simplest level. You judge and you go, wow, this is really nice. Where I live is not as nice. Really, what could my life be if I lived here? Or you could go, wow, this is really terrible. 
how do people live this way? This is really disgusting, dirty, nasty place. And so you judge. That's at the simplest level. At a higher level, you expand and you start to think about and, and learn things and see things you've never seen and question things that you don't know, which is always good based on the stuff we've already covered. Questioning things is always good. And at a simple level, at, at, at the very tip top of the level, is an experiential knowledge of the world allows you to integrate yourself with other people, relate with other things that you might not have been able to relate with. Every place you go that's different is going to leave a knowledge base behind that allows you to understand the world a different way and to really enjoy the world in a much greater sense of things. Give without expecting to receive anything in return. Boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And I'm sure it's right. I totally agree with it. I totally agree with it. Because giving when you expect to get something in return isn't really giving. And the thing that bugs me, and this is just a personal deal, I hate when people make you give. I love to give when it's giving, when I'm giving, because I want to give, because I'm sharing. But I hate it when people make you give. Be a giver like J.J. Watt. Just give. But I don't think you're going to take something from somebody like J.J. Watt. I think he'd fight you to death. So, again, I could be better on that one myself. I agree. Work on that one. Find what you are grateful for. Wow. So important to focus on what you're grateful for instead of what you're not. It's the difference between the day being good. Hey, man, get it. Man, look at my life. This is unbelievable. Or get it. Oh, my gosh. What do I not have today? What do I want that I don't have? Oh, man, my problems, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of my favorite sayings in life is um, I used to be sad that I had no shoes until I met a man with no feet. Hey man, be grateful you have feet. Now that I'm losing my feet, I have uh, neuropathy from diabetes, and I'm losing, I, I lost the sense, sensitivity to the bottom of my feet. I can't walk, I fall down all the time because I can't balance very well. And you don't realize how something is simple to be grateful for is just the ability to walk. Uh, Peter Nierman, quadriplegic, one of the greatest men I've ever met because as a quadriplegic, from being a bodybuilder, falls down swimming, or not sw he's swimming, wave hits him, breaks his neck, back, he's quadriplegic. And the guy decides to live a full life. He's got automated wheelchair, took two or three or four years worth of um, training on how to get around. He drives a car. He's a quadriplegic. He drives his own car. I mean, just an incredible human being. I take my hat off to him every time I think about him. And he keeps my head straight. What am I grateful for? I'm grateful for almost everything.
because I've got a really good life. What gets in the way of a great life? A good life. What gets in the way of a good life? An okay life. What gets in the way of an okay life? A just survival mode life. Be grateful for what you have, but strive for more. And that is a balancing situation. You can do both. Take responsibility for everything. You know, I get emails all the time from people about their lives and their situations. And the ones that are, that are really cut my teeth on when I first started doing the radio show, which really kind of got me out there to where people were listening to me, is people, when they first started, would send me emails about how messed up their life was. And every one of the emails made it sound like their problem was that their life had been messed up. And what I would do is I would take the article or take the letter or the email or whatever it was I got, and I would dissect it from the beginning to the end of everything that happened in their life and show basically that everything that had happened in their life, they had made a decision to do that a logical person would debate or a successful person would debate. Um, and when you see that, when you break these tragedies down, it's tragedy after tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. You know, I got hurt riding a motorcycle. Not everybody rides motorcycles, you know. Uh, I got into a bad marriage, got divorced. Some people actually pick the right people to get married to. Not saying I did, but I'm saying some people do. You see the people that make the right choices. You know, marriage is probably the most important choice you make in your life. Uh, some people have kids when they're young and they can't afford them, so they're broke the rest of their life trying to overcompensate or overcome the, the hole they went into. Some people go to college for eight years for a degree that means nothing and, and are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and that holds them back for most of their life. I mean, there's just a thousand little teeny things that we do. We have too expensive a home, too expensive a car, right? We don't take care of ourselves physically, and it culminates in some disaster, and what you have to realize is you did it. One of my favorite sayings, another one of mine, is uh, you can't talk your way out of something you acted your way into. If you've acted your way into it, you've got to live your way out of it. You've got to physically fix what you physically created. So take responsibility for everything you do. Take action beyond your comfort zone. Stretch. Hey. How do you get anywhere if you don't stretch? There's a, Tony Robbins had this concept I thought was really interesting. Um, way back when, when I read his book, Unlimited Power, he talked about uh, a circle and showed the radius of the circle, which is the point from the very center of the circle to the edge. He said, if you could go outside of that circle just a little bit, the circle expands. That which you weren't comfortable with, that which you didn't understand, that which you've never done, expanded but what point he made was is that the whole circle expands and it doesn't expand linearly because the whole circle expands your life is expanding exponentially so you have to constantly be trying to step outside of that line and one of the things that that i feel is that you know, you go out there and you stick your toe outside of the line, you bring it back, and you stick it out, and you bring it back, you stick it out and bring it back to see if it gets bit off. And then eventually you just plant that foot and go, you know what, I'm going to shift my weight over here to this foot, and now I'm outside of that circle, right? Now I'm outside of that circle. 
another little joking saying I remember having when I was young is a guy, a big guy was standing there with a little guy, and the little guy looks up the big guy, you know, and they look like they were about to fight or they were going to fight. And the little, little guy draws a line in the sand and says, step over that line, I dare you. And the big guy proudly steps over the line, and the little guy goes, now you're on my side. <laughs> Sometimes you got to step over the line, right, to get to the other side. Be patient. As much as things change quickly, they also need a great degree of patience and a long-term mentality. You can't become a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu in six months or even six years. It takes a long time, a lot of discipline, and a great deal of consistency no matter how dedicated or talented you are. Be patient. I'm going to think about that one for a second. Yeah, some stuff just comes over time. Patience is, is something that um, I'm, I'm pondering this one right now myself hard because what I believe is that there is a pace at which you can do something, but there's probably a pace you can do it faster and better than. And then there's too fast. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, some of you trying to save your way to financial freedom. That's not going to get you there. No matter how patient you are and stick money in the 401k and the IRA stock market, you're not going to get there. So your patience is wasted on a system that doesn't work. Now, if you accumulate rental properties and you're willing to have the patience that it might take you two or three or four years to get enough to retire, you will eventually be able to retire off of those rental properties and the income they produce. But I have people all the time come to me and go, look, I don't have any money. So what I need to do is not buy a rental house. I need to flip and wholesale. And by flipping and wholesale, I make a lot of money really, really quick. And what ends up happening is they usually don't. One of a couple things happens. One, they get hooked on flipping and wholesaling and making a fast buck. Or two, they lose their butt in a deal because they get into a deal they can't get out of. And all ends up on the wrong side. So my friends, being patient only if you have the correct map makes a difference to me. Looks like we're not going to get time for the last four, uh, but I hope you enjoyed them. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.
Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.